Alright, we're talking about apartments today. A person rents out a house or one room or one apartment to someone else. Big in a big mansion. So the guy has an apartment building, he rents out one apartment, yeah? Mishtamish, so what exactly do you get to, what comes to the apartment? You know, the guy who, the guy who bought a pizza with everything, you know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, right? What comes to the apartment? Mishtamish, he's allowed to use the protrusions that, I guess, come out of the wall. I, I'm not sure if it's talking about the, on the inside of the wall, you want to hang things on the bricks that stick out on the inside, or maybe the on the sills. outside also, right? You, you, that's part of this, understood, is, yeah, on the, on the windowsills, things like that. It would be is the walls, if the walls are thick. Up to Dalad Amis, if there's like holes, you want to use them to store things. Up to Dalad Amis is yours. Value says that past that, you know, if let's say it's a hole that goes through and through, the owner could say, no, this is reserved for, for me. Or Betar Bet Shalchatz, you're allowed to use the yard. It's assumed that you, know, you, could, use, you could use the chatzar, the, the chatzar area. Tarbet is not stam the chatzar. Tarbet is the garden of the, of the yard. Okay, so you're allowed to use that area. Yeah, he says the Prince is Gina. <coughs> oh, so Mamash Gina. Interesting, okay. And the... Um, Place behind the building, the yard behind the building, basically. So, side the Gina type of yard. I guess apartments had two kinds of yards. There's like a Gina kind of yard and a regular kind of yard. Okay, so that's the, they're both, those are both included in the yard. In a place where the minigis you can use, the thickness of the wall. So, before we said you could use up to Dalad Amis. Oh, but that, so, over here in parentheses, here also, when it says, in the beginning, yeah. So I would guess that there's another oh, wall that's adjacent to this wall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, 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 so. Oh, I see. So since you're so right, the beginning of the halacha, the is, is that attached to this apartment, there's like other other apartments or walls sticking out. So up to Dal Am is close to your apartment as part of your deal. Mm-hmm. After that, you can't use it. So, oh, so, so, it's, so it's two things. It's the same thing. It's the zizim. No, the zizim that are connected to, 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 the, the, to, to the wall of the house that he's renting. Right. And up to the up to the of the walls are not Mamish part of the house. Correct. Okay, fine. Now we're talking about in the depth of the wall. Yeah, the depth of the wall. That's what I said earlier, but it really means over here. Yeah. Makhosh Tamish Babak Salm if the place the meaning is he's allowed to use the thickness of the wall. And Bishtamish Babak Salm can use the thickness. So Bhalla in other words to store store things inside. All of these things. You go after what the local minig is. What people refer to as this thing. You rent an apartment. What does it come with? Like we said, it comes to selling. In Hilchas Mechir, we said a person says, "I'm selling you a house." What does the house include? Does it include the driveway? Does not include the driveway. It turns the minigamokim. Whatever minigamokim is. Yeah. Why by this particular thing did he put hands up? Oh, he, oh, he, he, ran, why does he remind us once in a while about this cloud that no, goes no, out? No, no, not that. Why by this particular thing does it say, okay, uh, I don't know, whatever the meaning of the dinner is? Why not say It seems it's one of those things that was very variant. Yeah, the Gemara says clearly what it says, but then it's very variant. But the Gemara says the Rambam was very variant based on what you. What, 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 about the of the wall. No, but no, no, no. He means oh, he means the, the, the whole apartment concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on person rents out a courtyard. That does not include the garage or the barn, rather. That's a separate structure. It's not to be, not assumed to be included unless you clarify in the contract. Okay. Gimel. You're renting out a house. Previous halacha aleph was it was like one apartment in a big mansion, like in the you have a bed and breakfast, you have different rooms. But here, it's you might rent a whole house. When you rent out a house, you have an obligation. The guy shows up, there's no doors. It's not appropriate. You have to have doors. He also 
has to make sure that there are win- that the windows are if they've been damaged. Let's say, I guess like the, the the whatever the structure fell in the window frame fell in. He has to make the window. He has to open it the way it is. The chazik is a tikra, and um, he, he has to make sure the roof is strong with the slats that form the roof, the beams. And the cross beam that supports all those slats, he also has to support it. Has to be standing properly. But last is neger. He has to make a bolt, a model, and a lock. We say the word lock usually includes a bolt automatically, but there are, you know, Lav Dafkin and Lushin, so you have, he has to write both. All these things that they make them as a professional thing, and it's a professional thing, yet there are craftsmen who knows how to do these things, and it's essential for a normal house and a chatzar, those are obligated on the owner to make for when he rented it out. Rent, rent it out. So make a deal of this amount of money, we make a kingdom, renting you um, this house or even a house. So. That's v'chayim me to do all these things. Um, the truth is, if I said the, this house specifically, it could be that the din is that the deal was as it is. But over here, the, the big, for simple, simplistic purposes, let's just say he said a house. It doesn't have normal windows. It's not a house. It's a chorba. It's a yeah. Yep. The guy renting it out, living there, he has an obligation to make a mic around the roof if it's a flat roof and he wants to go up there. And he has to put up the mezuzah. Because he explained it, because the mezuzah is, it protects the person who lives there. Therefore, it's chayvah sador. And he has to also prepare the place of the mezuzah. Back then, it seems the doorposts were all made out of stone. So to put a mezuzah, you have to push it, carve out like a thing to put it in, like indented. Now, they have to do certain places where it's with security reasons they have to put them there. So that's the, the guy who's going to live there when he's trying to get out. It's his chayvis, his obligation. If he wants to make a ladder to go up to the roof, to use the roof, or like a, um, a pipe. Um, excuse me, Mar- Marzev is to fix the slanted roof, apparently. It's not a drain pipe? No, apparently. He says it's a... a we, I, I thought it was a drain pipe, talk, But the point is that he wants to do a contraption of some kind so that the rain should run off. It shouldn't leak in. Or to plaster the roof. These things are, are perhaps considered essential to the roof, but those are not considered craftsman necessities. So therefore, he has to do it on his own, his own resources. So certainly, you don't have to be a mumcha to do these things. If that needs to be done in the house... It's, I'm, I'm, when I say I'm renting you a house, if it is work needs to be done on the house, but it's things any Joe Schmo could do, I'm not in breach of contract. That's, that's fine. If it's things you have to, like a professional have to do, I'm not a professional. So that, that's not a problem. But this is, this is, it needs to be done. Do it yourself. That's, 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 apparently, apparently it, it, at least in, in the Ramam's times, that's not considered a problem. Dalit. the person rents out a second floor of a house to someone else. Right? And the Pashtun Pshad is he's saying that let say this one. And the form becomes opened up for Tvachim or more. So in that case, the guy, the guy who owns the first house story has to fix the, fix the, the tikra is the, basically the roof. The maziva is the plaster on the roof that forms the floor on the roof on top of that. So he has to fix all that because he has to have the plaster to support the ceiling. He has this service to Fix that to actually have a normal thing, thing to live in. Ches. Hey, excuse me. Hazel Right? Animals produce dung. That was a big part of what the people would use to sell and, and feed their animals and make profit off. So in the chatz, I rented the house. And then we said the chatz I'm allowed to use. So the dung that's produced in the chatz by the animals, that belongs to the guy renting it. Because we're talking about a case where it's his animals produce it. The guy who owns the house says, hey, it's my house, so the dung here, my kachat is kind of for me. The answer is no. If it's my animal and I'm renting a house from you, then I get the dung. 
Because it's his, if he wants to take it out, he can't tell him the, he can't tell the owner to do it. He has to do it himself. It's his responsibility. It's also his uh, his kinyan. Again, go after the minik. When is it true that it goes belongs to the guy renting the house? The dung is his. As we said, the animals that were producing the dung belong to the guy renting the dung. So when I rent the house from you, I bring my animals in. The assumption is that the dung they produce, I keep. If it's other people who are passing through and the owner has given permission to, to, to use it, the area, then in that case, the dung belongs to the owner of the chatzar, not the person renting from the chatzar. Why? A person's chatzar, if the chatzar mishtameres, and the chatzar usually has a wall around it, is kind on his behalf, even without his awareness. Even though someone else renting from it, renting from me. And therefore, my chatzar is kind on my behalf. And the Mepharshim have a big problem with this because the Ramah holds that Tzchiris is a Mechir Lezman. So if I'm renting from you, we look at this elsewhere, that I'm renting from you, then it should be created from me on my behalf, not from your behalf. Bishas, I'm renting from you that I should have the schus of the chotzer is is kainal for the bottom, and they have a they have a lot of hard time explaining the Rambam. Some say that it's, it's, it's as if I make a tonight that this nakud is not part of the part of the schiris. Different ways of explaining this, but it's definitely not uh, definitely not the conversation. All right, vav, hamask bayis oy chotzer mer chotzer chanus. Okay, so here, here the rest of the parak. Talk, odd time we talked about what you get, what you don't get when you're renting. Now we'll talk about uh, breaking your lease and evictions. Yeah? A guy rents a house, he rents a courtyard, he rents a bathhouse, a mikveh, yeah, or a store, or any other type of place until a specific uh, end date. The lease has an end date. Ad Khan, yeah? The time comes, and I want to extend the lease from, from the landowner. The guy, the, land, the landlord can say goodbye, this is over, I don't have to wait for you even one hour. If he rents a house, but he doesn't make, 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 make an end date, make a Kenyan, I'm renting it for you from for $100 a week. Till when? We didn't talk about that. So, okay, sorry. See, so he makes a Kenyan that let's say for this amount of money per day, a hotel room, make a deal at this amount per night, we don't say when I'm leaving. So, if it's for one night, if he's sorry, Lean if he says I'm ready, ready to get to sleep without specifying a time frame. You're not allowed to kick me out before one day, 24 hours, I guess, or next morning, whatever it is. You can't say that, uh, take your refund and leave. The Shvisa, if I use the term, renting of you for Shvisa, which means to rest it for Shabbos. So, and then the assumption is, is that I'm coming, let's say I'm coming on, on Friday. Yeah, right, the weekend in our Lashon. It's a minimum of two days, because the guy's not going to move out of Shabbos, right? This is between two Yidin, obviously. Between the guy, it could be different. He rented from Nisuyin, which not, doesn't mean take a chasana. It means for the person to move in after the chasana, right? He goes, from, he goes from the yeshiva dormitory to after the wedding, he goes home to, to the apartment. That means, because it's Manan Ambam, we talk about Shabbat, because Manan Ambam, the chasana season was 30 days. Today it's more like seven days, really. But uh, really, there's, there's, there's talk about the Ramah about, about saying up to 30 days or even up to a year. That's the standard. 30 days means that's the chasana season. Therefore, when you say you're renting a house from the Suyin, the guy can't come after 15 days and say, okay, time's up. That's not how it works. Zion. Hamas goodbyes to Chavir Person rents a house from someone else without making, making an end date. So, and this is an ongoing thing with this amount of days, this amount of dollars per day, per week, per month, per year, whatever it is. We don't discuss an end date. Now I want to kick you out. First of all, there's a few different restrictions. First of all, you can't kick him out unless you give him 30 days notice. So that he, shouldn't, he, shouldn't, he should be able to find somewhere else to live and he shouldn't have to be homeless. 
We'll say if Hashlishim means that in three days, Akataka can kick him out. That's, that's, so that's, first of all, number one, you can never kick him out less than three days. But when is it true that three days is enough? In the summer season. Because the summer season, people are busy moving and you'll find a vacancy. When it's raining, no one's moving anywhere, everyone wants to stay indoors. You can't ask them to leave till from before Sukkot till after Pesach. So the whole three days comes in the summertime. Winter time doesn't exist. So before, the, and, and basically we'll see this means that that you, that, that um, uh, you can't you can't start giving notice till Pesach's over. You can't tell them before Pesach three days. So you dalad nisan, you dalad, you have to leave. You can erish start giving him chav gimel, chav dalad nisan, or kesed shal chav gimel. That's when you can erish give notice, which you can't come out b'pasht until chav gimel even. And also in terms of sukkus. If you want to give him three days notice in the summertime, but it's getting close to Sukkot, you want to quickly, you want to give him three days notice so that you can kick him out before Sukkot comes. So if it's three days before Sukkot, in other words, it's Yud Dalad Iyer, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalad Elul, excuse me, or so If when you give notice three days, even the thirtieth day will be already when Sukkot has started, which means you wait after Yud Dalad Elul, it's already Tesvav of Elul, and Yochaloid Si Adam Etzah Pesach. Too late. You can't kick him out until Matzah Pesach, which you have to. He has to let him know three days in advance. Which Papashis means that he can't, he has to give another notice, Chav Gimel Nisan, to Chav Gimel Ear. So if Tess of El comes, next, the next thing is Chav Gimel Ear. Um, could be what I'm saying is about the Pesach. Maybe I'm just trying to think out loud over here. What if, what if Taki gave him notice, Chav Gimel Adar, and he asked, can you tell him to leave Chav Gimel Nisan? I don't think so. I think what I said is correct. I think you have to, Erish, you can't start giving notice at 30 o'clock until Pesach is over, I believe. Okay. Bamez, when is it all true? That you have these kind of restrictions. That you have these, excuse me, these time frames, 30 days is sufficient in the summertime. Baroyesh, in the big cities. It's not in the small cities, excuse me, where it's easier to find, Baroyesh uh, is the small towns. Where uh, it's easy to find uh, people, that population is not so dense, you can find an apartment. In the large cities in New York, whether it's summer or winter, even in the summertime, you have to give them 12 months' notice. Because it's harder to find an apartment in the big cities. Crowding, yeah. Imagine you started from New York back in the day, it was, it was impossible. Yeah, the comes to a store. A store is not like a house. A store is a little different. Whether it's a big or a small city, you always have to give 12 months' notice because. The reason for that is not so much because it's hard to find apparently uh, another store. A, 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 a store is you, you, you yeah. Open store yeah. Some business. That's what I was thinking. But the main reason he puts him from Rashi, right? But he says another important reason Rashi puts in the Gemara is, is that there are it's very common to give things on credit. I have to right away leave and move. I'm gonna to correct. I need twelve months to to, to, to collect my debts. All right. Ches. But the, even without that, could let's say the guy never gives on credit. Still, you might say that 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 uh, twelve months is necessary, but okay. Ches, okay. Just like okay, now just like the landlord has to give notice of eviction, so to the guy renting, right? You can't just break your lease and leave. You have to tell the landlord three days in advance in the big ci- in the in the big cities. Um, sorry, in the, in the small cities, excuse me. Or 12 months before in the big cities. The guy should find a different renter. His apartment shouldn't be empty. He'd lose money. So the same exact describe as we described in the piece of that the landlord has, the tenant has as well. 
the same time frame. If he doesn't tell him, he wants he leaves that break. He just breaks the lease and leave. And Yachalad says he can't leave, and he can leave, but he has to elite to the sacher. He has to pay the schar. So unless unless you of course find someone to take you over, like we learned in previous halacha, in previous parak, excuse me, right? So therefore, all the schayvus in terms of time frames, in order to not, in order to be allowed to convict, evict the tenant that the landlord has. The tenant has the same ischayvus as the landlord if he wants to leave without paying according to the deal. So if, if we discuss an end, end, end date, or my lease is up, I'm leaving. No, don't leave, I don't have to take you over. I have my problems, I don't care, right? It's the landlord's problem. If we didn't agree on an end date, it's just a, a weekly or monthly, I pay you every month based on a monthly, monthly basis, we never discussed an end date, and I want to leave and, 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 and now leave it to your responsibility to find somebody else to fill your apartment, I have to do the exact same thing you would have to do, which is give you notice as we described in those time frames. <laughs> No, but the chayr the same would apply. Pashas. Okay. Test. Because again, he says, what did he say, 12, 12 months in a big city, or he says, 30 days in a small city. And we, and we explain the whole 30 days in a small city only applies in, this, in the Yemesakayas. Yeah, the same thing, the chayr, because, I mean, same, the, same, the same logic applies. It's hard to find someone else, yeah? Test. Okay, so now, Adkan. This idea of me, uh, the landlord or the tenant, having to give notice is a basic, it's like, um, even though you could find someone else, but it's hard, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a halachic requirement of consideration, Pasha. Are there things that override that? The answer is yes, sometimes. Even though the renter, the landlord, can't kick out the tenant, so the tenant can't leave without telling him, unless giving him notice. The, certain things that do override that. If the price of houses went up, the rent went up, you know, the market went up very much. I'm not sure exactly how much it would have to go up to be allowed to do this, but whatever, it is, whatever the reasonable amount is, let's say doubled in price. Yeah. The, the, the landlord, again, we're talking about a case we didn't have an end date. If we give it on an end date on this price, this time, for 10 years, you can't change that. But let's say there's no lease. It's a month by month basis. Right? The landlord could tell the renter then adding to the rent and say, listen, I have to let you know in advance. I didn't know the market's going to go up. So my ischayv is to inform you in advance about the rents going up or you have to leave is a consideration I would give you if I was going to raise the rent myself. But but to consider that I need to be so considerate to let you stay for a lower price, that is nice. So the landlord can tell the seicher, either pay me more according to the current market value, or, or leave. Right? So I'm not required to bear a loss for this consideration of, of giving you notice. If, if, I, if I had given you 12 months notice, you all agree that I could kick you out. Here, but my, my requirement to give you 12 months time and bear the loss, that's not a, something I have to do. Similarly, the price went down very much. The tenant could tell the land, listen, listen landlord. I want, to, I, I want to pay the regular price. So either lower the price for me like everyone else is charging or here's your house and, and find someone else to live because even though I'm to give you 12 months notice but I'm not to sit in those 12 months and pay pay extra money that, that's, that's unreasonable now the price went down. Um, okay, another example where you can kick someone out without notice if the landlord he has two houses he lives in one house runs the other house right? Fine. If his landlord's house collapses, so he has the right to evict the renter. It's not appropriate. You're living in my house. 
um, while I'm look, trying to find. Well, um, until I'll find up yeah, until I find somewhere. And I'm, I'm homeless. You don't have her rights to the house more than I do. Again, assuming they didn't make an end date. Right? So therefore, this is an example where I'm allowed to evict you. I supposed to give notice. I didn't know the house was going to collapse. Therefore, it's a, you, you, the consideration for you to have ample notice to find a new house versus the consideration for me not to be homeless while you're doing that, the second one overrides the first one. Yud. The guy gives a house to his son to marry, get married there. No, to live there after the chasana. So, so now, and, 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 and they're, and they're based the point he wants to evict the guy so his son can live there after, after his chasana. Till now, his son was fine in his house. Now he's getting married. He's in his own house, obviously. If he knew his son was getting married that time, like back then, they would have plan a chasa a year in advance, yeah? And he could have let him know, but he didn't let him know. Because it's not, it's not Yeshua. You could have told him, you chose not to tell him. If, however, right now, the, 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 the Shidduch came up, wasn't planning on it, and they said, fine, we should and right now, other, other, or, or, or that's it, we're done. Right? Like, you know? So, he wants to get married right now. He could evict the guy. I, the Chayr, you're supposed to give notice. It's not appropriate to make him go find somebody. He has to now go find another apartment. She ain't a bedin. She is a yeshiv base. It's not right. This guy should sit in his house. Ben Balabayas used to buy a shiasa chasen. And the guy's son has to go find a house to rent to get married in. So the consideration that the son of the Balabayas has rights to the house on, the, on, a, on an unexpected basis overrides the consideration that the tenant deserves notice. Taka deserves notice. But so does the son. The son's consideration it takes precedence. Yidalef. Machas Abayas. Guy sells the house. Fine, you rent to get out and he sells it to another landlord. Or no, no, he gives it to he gives it to somebody else. Oh, here you should the guy passes away in the ocean now inherited the real estate business, yeah? This, again, this, the, new, the second person can't evict the tenants. Unless they give notice, 30 days, 12 months, based on the situation, just like the original owner. Because the renter tells them, Your rights to this house, the rights you have to eviction aren't any better than the person you came, you gave it to you, or sold it to you, or was married to you. So whatever is chayvah they would have to evict the tenant, the new person has to evict the tenant the same, the same exact uh, responsibility levels. Time frame and everything. And then vice versa. The sefer can't tell them sure. I'm packing up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's the Pasha. The, the chiddush is that they're going to say, listen, we did rent to you. I, I told my father not to rent to you. I told my I want this house. He didn't listen. That's not my problem. <laughs> right.